Welcome to the Tradie Business School. So I'm M. Miranda Hill from Tradie Business School. I am joined by the wonderful and fabulous Barry William Magliaditi and Ooh. Michael McNeish. Welcome. Ooh. We are so excited to be here this afternoon, untapping, tapping into the topic of, you know, should I hire an apprentice? Should I hire an apprentice? You know, I'm wondering, um, Barry and Michael, how many times have you heard any of our clients say, should I hire an apprentice or how do I get, you know, what's the best move to make next in my business? I have got so much on. I'm swamped with work. I need to get myself some time back. I'm going to hire an apprentice. I had a first-hand experience with it. I've, I've certainly heard a lot of clients since, but that was a mistake that I made earlier on. Like I was a one-man band and I wanted to grow. And I was like, you know what? Like I can just hire an apprentice. They can be a pack horse. I'll pay them like six bucks an hour. I think it was back then. I'd give them all the shit work to do and it'll give me a lot more time and a lot more money. Bow, bow. If you think about like what you're actually signing up for with an apprentice, like just sort of think about that for a moment, what you're actually saying that you're prepared to do. Like if you're like busy on the tools, you, your business is growing and you're like, hmm, I need, I need to hire someone. I'm going to get an apprentice because that's exactly what I need on my plate to, to train and teach and mentor and supervise and help someone to, you know, over the next how many years, Barry? It's, it's, it's like becoming a single parent of a newborn baby. Now, though, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to break this down. Like, I'm a huge believer in apprentices and giving apprentice opportunities, but I also see that the tradesmen and general contractors hiring apprentices at the wrong time cripple their businesses and mm. actually put a lot of apprentices back on the street because they haven't yet built a business that could actually build great tradesmen through hiring apprentices. Yeah, yeah it's like it's done far too soon. It's like the, the sole trader and I need some help. So the first thing I'm going to do is the cheapest thing to do and I'm going to hire that apprentice as opposed to hiring someone that has the skills already. Yes, you're going to have to pay them more. And it's mm. a, I guess it's a short-term vision and it's, it's a trap that so many tradies mm. fall into as they begin to grow their business because they're mm. bringing them into a business that can't yet support or they're not yet set up and don't have the systems in place to support that, that new apprentice and all the things you've just mentioned. But how do, you, how do you afford someone with the skills, like in the experience, the qualifications and all that when, like, how does a tradie or a general contractor actually afford to do that? Because don't they have to bring them on as full-time staff and pay all the, all the things associated with that and all the benefits and all that? And, and let alone, like, I don't know if they watched the previous episode about managing cash, they're probably going to be going, I need to pay someone more than, than I paid myself. So how yeah. can I possibly afford to do that? I think, I think it's a great question to be asking. And I want to I take a step back before we take a step forward to that. So let's just like put a pin in that and just pause that mm. there for a second. And this is where like we have a phenomenal tool that we teach called the task audit. And so I guess mm. like where you're sitting right now, you, have, you do have a few options, right? Hiring more staff is one, one option. And whether you go down that path, you could hire an apprentice, you could hire a full-time tradesman, you could maybe get some contractors in there. The other option is to actually streamline what you're currently doing. And I don't think at this point in time, it's, it's a one or the other. I think it's a both. So the first thing that I would actually recommend is to go through the task audit process. And the task audit process is as simple as over the next one to two weeks, write down every, every single thing that you do in your business, like everything from sending an email to answering a phone call to going out on site and doing a quote to ordering stock, like write down everything. And then next to it, write down how long it takes you to perform that task 
and how often. Once you have that list over one to two weeks, then you want to go through and work out uh, where it falls under the, the acronym of DOCS, right? D stands for delegate. Is it something that at some point in time, maybe not now, but I can delegate to a team member, meaning delegate is to somebody in my organization. Now, you might be a sole trader right now, but is it something in the future you can delegate to someone internally? Is it an O? Is it something I can outsource? Can I actually hire somebody outside my organization, whether it be a, a virtual assistant to do my books, whether it be a bookkeeper, a marketing agency, even a contractor's somebody outsourced where they're not an expense, they're not a bottom line expense on, on your payroll, P&L, but, but it's outsourced outside the organization. So you pay for it as much as you need it, but you don't, you don't pay for it. Is it a C? Do I have to continue it because me as a CEO, me as a business owner, it's required that I do it. Now, what you might find is you want to put a lot of C's next to everything because you're a freaking control freak. Now, that's normal when you start in business. But do you actually need to continue doing it? Some things you should continue doing is strategic planning, is overseeing your budget and finances, but not necessarily replying to emails, doing quotes, making sales calls, being on the tools, delivering work, right? That can all shift. And lastly, S, right? S is stop. Should I just stop doing it because this actual thing that I'm doing is not moving me closer to having more money, having more time, or having the business and life that I dream of? Once you go through the task audit process, it's going to create a lot of clarity around, well, what, what, what tasks can I start to group together? And do I actually need a, a tradesperson, i.e. apprentice or contractor or full-time trading or, or general contractor? Or is it maybe someone in the office? Or is it a, a virtual assistant? I can hire a virtual assistant you know, in the Philippines that can do some of my follow-up, that can do some of my debt collection, that can do some of my email management. But that will provide you with certainty before just going, well, I just need more staff. I'm, I'm so ran out. I'm so busy. And make that impulsive decision, mm-hmm. which costs you a lot more in the long run. It's like, what do you need? Do you need people or do you need mm-hmm. tasks completed? Like, what's the specific thing that you need done to then determine, well, what would be the right path to get there? Would it be an apprentice? Would an apprentice be the most effective way of time and money for me to solve that? Or would it be someone more skilled? Would it be to outsource that outside the organization? Or would it be to delegate within the team or or hire or bring into the team someone more full-time or part-time? It's bringing in objectivity. Like, and I love, you know, circling back to Barry a moment ago when you said, let's just put a pin in that. So this is another thing. It's almost like taking that metaphorical pin and pinning that moment and going, stepping back for a moment and going, I'm going to objectively look at my business. I'm going to look at all the things that are taking my time and deciding with all of that information, whether or not maybe an apprentice or something else is the best choice here and now. What are the, what is the biggest pain that I need solved right now? Because it is so, so common for any kind of trade or contracting business to just race in there and go, the the thing that is in front of me that I see the most of may be the tools in front of me or the the load of jobs that I have that I can't deliver on that I need to you know pick up a tool to deliver on so therefore I need to get the cheapest possible option to get those tools out of my hands when in fact there may be a better strategic choice and it's mm. the beginnings of this thinking that you know would love you and invite you in this moment to start thinking have I been until now doing it the way that so many people do it the most people do it and it's the way that you know I guess it sets you up for making not the the mistakes isn't kind of like the right word but you know and help me out here it's kind of like the falling into the traps of of what many people do which is is why many people don't survive business like look at the 96% of businesses don't make it past a million bucks and don't make it past 10 years 
And this right. is one of the reasons. I need, to, I need to do, um, sorry, guys, I, I need to do a Star Wars reference here. It's really important. Like the, the, in the Sith, like there's the Jedi and the Sith, right? And the Sith, you have the Master and the Apprentice. There's always two, according to Yoda. Okay, so those of you who are listening who go, Michael, what are you talking about? I don't follow Star Wars. Um, that's okay. But those of you who do, you, you, you're with me, aren't you? You're with me. So the thing is that the apprentice is always trying to kill the master, right? Always trying to win, right? So don't have an apprentice. You don't, if you, unless you're a Sith. If you're a Sith Lord, you can have an apprentice because you have to. If, but if, if you're not a Sith, then hire someone who has the skills to complete the task. Yeah, if you've got a business where you've got, you know, several tradesmen, you've got uh, a proven history of having a process to generate leads and to make sales and deliver good work, yes, absolutely hire an apprentice. They'll save you a ton mm-hmm. of labour costs. But you have a team. What's that old saying? Like it takes a, a village to raise a boy. You have a team that can train them to become to train them to become amazing. Because what mm-hmm. you'll find is, is that you might find an amazing apprentice that is just you know, got in his bloods and will get things going. They're a rarity. Like yeah, staff need training. They need guidance. They need consistency and be a business that can actually provide the right type of support to get the best out of them. And, and they'll become amazing. You know, you're bringing through new blood. But if you're an earlier stage business, you haven't got the proven process in place. If you are a sole trader and you are looking to grow, my strong recommendation, the fastest way to grow would be to actually hire contractors. Yes. Now, the advantage of hiring contractors is A, right, you're hiring someone that's already got a skill set, right? They're already skilled in doing a particular thing. B, you don't have any obligation to them. You hire them per job. So the job finishes, you let them go, right? Another job starts, you hire another contractor back in, but they're coming in, you're paying them the rate. They're typically covering their, their own personal taxes and insurances and things like that. So you can grow and evolve with them. Now, the disadvantage is you are paying more. But here's the thing. You should be charging enough money in the jobs that you can actually pay a contract and still make margin on the top. Now, will you make mm-hmm. as much margin as, as an apprentice? On paper, no. On long-term, yes. Because yes. they free up so much time, so much space within your mind to go out and generate more business and more jobs that allow you to actually grow faster than being stuck trying to train an apprentice and have the apprentice trying to kill your business, so to speak, to, to reference back to the Star Wars theme. <laughs> well, all jokes aside, I'm stupid. Star Wars jokes and all that, but when when is the right time for a business to know that they should hire an apprentice? When would an apprentice actually be an appropriate thing? So I think what you're saying before about you know there are bigger businesses, you have systems in place, you've got team already in place to, to sustain the workload, so you can actually focus your attention on the on the apprentice. Is that correct? Yeah, I I, I would say that you've already got like yeah three to four um, tradies you know, or general contractors that are working on site. Because the thing is, is that you go and hire an apprentice when there's one of you. Like the impact of the business is huge, Mm. right? You go and hire an apprentice when there's already four or five of you in the business, the impact's a lot less. And it's a lot easier for that person to fill the gaps and to fit in amongst what's already happening and already moving forwards. It's like the hardest hire that you actually make as a tradesman, as a general contractor is the first and second hire, Mm. right? Because you typically don't know how to hire good staff. You typically don't have any processes or systems in place. You're typically worried about, am I going to have enough work coming in to fulfill yeah. and to keep this person busy? Whereas if you're hiring a contractor, all those problems don't exist, right? Because you only hire them if you need them, right? Yeah. They typically know what they're doing. They're good at doing what they're doing. You don't need to necessarily provide them with a lot of systems and processes, but it then frees you up as a business owner 
to think more strategically and come back to what Miranda said, which is being able to take a step back when there's yeah. questions to answer, decisions to be made, rather just trying in assets or money or, or time or people in because mm. that's what everyone else does. Yeah. And some of the, the most complex problems that I know that we notice our clients face are the people problems, yeah. are the how to get people to do what you want them to do or need them to do, how to get them to show up in a certain way, how to get them to deliver on the commitment that you've made as a business to a client how to get them to do that in a way that upholds how you want your business to be seen in the marketplace. And all of those things take time. So once you've got contractors or other team members on board, then an apprentice will absorb all of that from them. It's like osmosis in a way, not only osmosis, there are things that need to be done. Yeah. You'll have a few things written down. So it, it just takes the pain out of the the constant the guesswork and how the, the we hear it all the time, don't we? It's like how do I get someone to do something? They just yeah. don't seem they're not interested. They're not or they're not getting it. How to communicate. It's the- 80-20 a bit too though, Maria. Like I, I remember very much growing my business and I see it with, with a lot of our clients when they first come on board. They're trying to do like 100% of everything and yet they're not doing any one thing really, really well. And so think about spending the time just to, to hire this first person, this first contractor, you know, really, really well. All right, that's going to save you tenfold the effort in the longer term yeah. versus just hiring someone because you're under pain mm. and you, you need labor to help you deliver the job. Then you've got these remakes, you're going back to jobs, you're pissing clients off because you haven't done your due diligence and hiring the right person. Mm. Hire someone, you know, that's a values fit for you, that thinks like you think, right, mm. that has the same sort of drive and ambitions than you, that you can see, you know, turns up, you know, look at their ute how they, or their van. Do they keep it clean? Is it full of fucking wrappers and rubbish and stuff in there? Right? Mm. All those things to me paint a big picture to where now we're hiring a staff member. It's not so much what they say, but what they do and how they demonstrate that. And that's where taking a bit of, bit of time out and stepping back, you can make a lot better decisions than just jumping in because you're trying to put out all these fires at once. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the difference that will set your business apart. It's like it's the strengthening move setting you up for a stronger future, building resilience in your business and almost like you're putting up uh, a fire retardant against fires that will like, you know, start in the future, those, those sort of metaphorical fires that start all the time and the problems that you have to solve by taking that step back and looking and thinking and, and taking steps to bring skilled people on and building that team in a way that you've got a very strong foundation mm. and, and in a way that enables you to be able to not be in your business and blinded to everything else, but out of your business and being able to, I guess, make those chess moves and make those decisions puts you in so much more of a position of control. One of the benefits of, of outsourcing, so to speak, or finding people external to your business is that you don't have the pressure of paying them every mm. single week, every single month. It reduces those fixed costs and overheads so that you're only incurring the cost when you make money. And it's so, it's a great, it, it's amazing feeling because it allows you to get on top of your finances and on top of your numbers to actually model to the point where, okay, when we're achieving this amount of profit at this amount of revenue, now we can afford to bring on more permanent part-time or, or, or full-time staff on board because now we've actually built a reputation. Now we're, we're in a position where we can. Will, will you speak about the transition point? Like the first, let's just say that you're a sole trader right now. You know, the first point would be bring on board a contractor. 
when you notice that contract is no longer kind of coming and going between jobs, but they're there quite frequently, regularly, it removes the pressure and the fear around we'll have enough work because you've demonstrated you have enough work. Mm. So the next tile would be to hire a full-time tradesman or general contractor because then you are getting a reduced labour rate. You're getting someone that's more consistently there for the company, that's wearing the company brands and colours and, and flying the company banner, right? But, but that's how you kind of go from being a sole trader is hiring a contractor, replacing that contractor with someone who's there full-time. You would then potentially do the thing again until you have enough cash flow where you can directly hire more uh, full-time staff or move into an apprentice. So there's nothing against hiring apprentices. I, I think that you absolutely do have a responsibility to train the next generation of, of trades mm. and general contractors. What we are saying, though, is do it in the right order so it doesn't put you and them under unnecessary stress or potentially unemployment because you can't mm. sustain yeah. what's required to bring them to bring them up and train them properly. Yeah. Apprenticeship mm. is like a contribution. It's like paying it forward. It's giving giving back to the industry. It's as, as you said, it's it's training the next generation. So I guess you have that duty in your business to build it up to a point where you can support an apprentice and and give them the resources to be successful. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And to be able to train them and give to them in a way that they become even better, they they add to your industry, they, they add to the industry, they add to your business in so many ways. So what would be, I guess, the key takeaways now uh, from this episode? And well, you know, how, should I hire an apprenticeship? Let's wrap it up into a few steps for the listeners. Yeah, I think, think first and foremost, the main thing is uh, we'll provide an op- a, a option to download a free resource called the Task Audit. So mm. the first thing regardless is to go through the Task Audit process that we outlined from that, get an indication of, you know, do I need to delegate to, to somebody and looking for someone within my organisation? Should I outsource this initially where I'm at? Do I continue doing it? Do I stop doing it? So that's the very first thing. And I guess more than anything, Miranda, is just for them to ponder on what we've shared today. And, and I feel that hopefully it's created an opportunity for them to see things slightly different to maybe they have in the past and to make better informed decisions. So uh, download the free, free resource, the task audit. Uh, if there's any further questions or comments, please reach out and let us know here at the Trading Business School. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode real soon. Yep. See you in the next Bye. one. Bye.